everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. You're still here. You're right. still standing. Yeah. Yeah. You went through this. Someone abused you. Someone molested you. Mm-hmm. It didn't break you. You're still here. Right. You are the most powerful being in this room mm-hmm. right now. And so from like those experiences to me, yeah. that's what life's about. Welcome to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we're two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think. We know that starting a business isn't easy. We have done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And we love helping small businesses succeed. Whether that is through our venue consulting, speaking, or team training, we love to motivate others to take that really big leap. Or you could just use our misadventures to normalize the crazy that is being an entrepreneur because every entrepreneur makes mistakes. But we like to call those unsuccessful attempts around here. And we know it's just part of the process. And today we're learning from Dr. India Perry. She is a segment chief financial officer for government markets at Blue Cross North Carolina. Under her leadership, her team provides financial strategy, guidance, and support for the government market segments. She earned her bachelor's degree from NC State University in accounting her MBA with a concentration in business law from Campbell University, and recently earned her doctorate specializing in organizational leadership from North Central University out of California. She is a proven leader with a strong passion for inspiring and transforming people and teams. Her background is rich in finance, business analysis, digital tools, and leadership. Welcome. That was quite the bio. Thank you. It was a lot to say. (laughs) Honestly, <laughs> uh, we are so excited to have you. We actually heard you at the Women's Leadership Conference. I don't even know when that was. It was sometime in 2021. I think it was right. the fall. I think it was the fall. Right. Yeah. 2021 was like a blur. It so. was. Yeah. <laughs> it but was. we absolutely, absolutely loved you. We're awesome. like, we got to have her on the show. So we're so wow. excited to have you here today. That's amazing. I appreciate it. Very yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, like some of your words were just so inspiring. Oh, so we're gosh. like, all right, we've got to have her on this podcast. Oh, wow. And obviously your bio is quite impressive. It sounds like you've kind of taken like a long approach. Like your bachelor's here and your master's there and your yes. doctorate at this point. So tell Absolutely. us a little bit about like your journey, like how you decided to do what mm-hmm. you're doing and take all those steps and get all those degrees. Yeah, my journey's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely have taken the scenic route. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was in college with my undergrad, I had no idea what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? I knew I needed to make money and I wanted to make money. Um, so <laughs> even in college, I was kind of following the scholarship money. So I started out and my major was education. I was a physics major at one point. Mm-hmm. I was a math major at one point, just wherever the most scholarship money was, just mm-hmm. like, cool, I'm still taking like my basic classes. So it worked <laughs> out. Uh, but then I took an accounting class as an elective mm-hmm. and I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it. And I love math. I've always loved math. So it was just, I loved it. And I stuck with accounting and jumped into the accounting career. And I actually had my own business, Danielle Financials mm-hmm. and Statistical Analysis. And I would actually work with small businesses and just help them with bookkeeping and even process improvements, things like that. 
And so I did that for a while. But in my regular day job of accounting as a staff accountant, and I was a financial analyst for a while, accounting was always separate and siloed. Mm -hmm. And for me, I could see the change that needed to happen, but I couldn't be a part of the change. Mm -hmm. It was really just do your journal entries, do your reports, and pass it on. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what I wanted, and that wasn't what I realized I needed, right? Mm -hmm. I'm one that I'm a change agent. I'm all about transformation. So for me to not be able to be at the table when transformation was happening and helping to make it happen, it was frustrating for Mm -hmm. me internally because it wasn't aligning with who I knew I was. Mm -hmm. So I stepped out of accounting and I got my MBA because I was kind of teetering on masters of accounting or MBA. Mm -hmm. But because I knew I wanted to kind of branch out and really help to transform businesses as a whole. I knew I had to broaden my reach. So you're working and getting your MBA at the same time then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. College side hustle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, so I ended up working. I was working full time, got my MBA, and I was in law school at the same time. Wow. Okay. So I was in school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Not sure how I did that. But I, <laughs> uh, so I was in my, in grad school getting my MBA from mm-hmm. Campbell law school at North North Carolina Central University, Mm -hmm. taking law school courses there. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, I was like, I can do a JD, MBA together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounded great, right? Right. But then I realized... Sounds like a lot. It did. (laughs) And it was. It was. It was. Believe me. I I found out from my counselor at Campbell that I could just concentrate in business law. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, that sounds great. Less classes I have to take. One school I have to worry about. So I did that. And again, at the time, I was in grad school, law school, had my own business, working full time, had my daughter at the time. Like, it was a Mm -hmm. lot, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew I was going after something. And for me, I really wanted for my daughter, it was so important to me that she looked at me and didn't see, oh, mom didn't achieve her goals. Mm -hmm. I had my daughter young. I was 18 when I had her. Mm -hmm. And so I never wanted her to feel that she was an excuse. Mm. She was not an excuse. She was really a catalyst for, and what drove me, because more than anything, I wanted her to look at me and say, if mom can do it, Mm -hmm. it's possible. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was important So even when you were in your undergrad, you had your daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the whole, your whole journey is with the partner. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) She has been with me yeah. And, and she, we kind of joke about it. But I was like, you've been with me through every graduation, mm-hmm. high school graduation. Didn't know you were there. I was pregnant, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but you were there, there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you've been there through it all. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, if you can imagine, when you have a baby, it's responsibility, mm-hmm. right? We so can imagine. You're, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm a freshman in college and the kids mm-hmm. are, you know, hey, we're going to this party. And it's like. Nope, going home, gotta, um, you know. (laughs) But I think it really kept me focused and really helped me to drive to where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. I'll say before I had my daughter, I was in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I was a gymnast and really headed down a path with gymnastics. That's who I was. Yeah. And I attached my identity to my function. Mm -hmm. It was India the gymnast. That's who I was. Mm -hmm. And I hurt my knee in a competition so I was out of gymnastics for a while, and then as I was trying to recover, I had tendonitis in both knees. I had strained my MCL. It just really wasn't going to happen. 
And then later I found out I was pregnant. So it was like, yeah, pregnancy, gymnastics don't really go together. Not really going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I and I remember this moment because this was a turning moment for me. I was sitting on my bed and I had a stack of scholarship letters, gymnastics scholarship letters. Mm-hmm. And I had a stack of mail from fans, so to speak. Mm-hmm. People have watched me compete and they would send me letters. Saw the competition. It was amazing, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had those two stacks and then I had a positive pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And that was a def- that was a defining moment for mm-hmm. me, right? Because again, all I knew, I'm India the gymnast, mm-hmm. right? And here's India the mom that's sitting mom, here too. Yeah. And I'm 18. And mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I chose my daughter in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was a decision for me, right? Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the right decision for me. And that was a heck of a journey. Yeah. It was a heck of a journey. Because it's amazing how quickly fan mail turns to hate mail. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When you define yourself by your role, people also define you by your function. Mm-hmm. And when that function no longer exists, mm. now you don't serve that function for them anymore. Mm. Yeah. That can turn really quickly. How did you handle that? I mean, at 18, too, yeah. when it's just... It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. It was devastating. Yeah. Those were some really difficult years. Yeah. And for me, I think that's why I drove so hard yeah. to mm-hmm. make sure I could prove Right. Everyone wrong. That you made the right, that, I mean, obviously you made the right choice. Mm-hmm. You would never second guess that choice. Right. But it's like you had to prove to them that you made the that right I choice. That I made the right choice. I did, had yeah. to. Did you raise your daughter yourself? Um, you no, your my husband. Yeah, we and he and I, we've been together for over, over half my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we, we were together. So t- At the okay. time we weren't married, mm-hmm. um, right. but we were together. So, yeah, I definitely had help. My parents are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. I've had help all along the way, right. um, but it was hard because it was. I wanted to make sure I was carrying yeah. the weight of it, right? It's my baby, and yeah. Well, and, and it, I think too, like being a parent is so transformative to who you are, is. like to it the is. core of who you are. And mm-hmm. I think as an eighteen-year-old who didn't necessarily make that choice, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and the choice mm-hmm. was made for them, right. right. To really come to terms with that yeah. and to embrace it and to say I'm going to be the best at this, like mm-hmm. that's and that's a maturity that a lot of eighteen-year-olds mm-hmm. can't like don't have I mean yeah, I, mean, I was a parent sure. at 20 I don't know 25 mm-hmm. and even then I struggled with yeah, how yeah. much I changed and I made yeah. the choice right, you know right, like, right. I was like yeah. we decided to do this yeah but, you know it just it radically changes mm-hmm. even who you are not even on the physical level just spiritually emotionally everything and I think I think Having children, though, that's one of those things that you can never fully prepare yourself no. for, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Where Because I have a son now as well, and even and he was, you know, it was, okay, we're going to have a baby, and we're working through that. But still, mm-hmm. there's so much change that comes because right. this is a new life yeah. that's being brought into the world. Yeah. It's change, and yeah. you can't always anticipate mm-hmm. the changes that you face, mm-hmm. but when they're present, now is how do you respond and react and make the most of this, right? right? right. And just so happen children are beautiful and amazing and <laughs> they are <laughs> all of that but, but it was also a lot of work oh my and a little goodness. narcissistic oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah it, it was really that was really a very hard mm-hmm. time for me and I think there was some of the and it's interesting because some of the letters that I got mm-hmm. that I would refer to as hate mail mm-hmm. uh, yeah were really difficult to receive yeah. I mean and there was this one woman in particular that would send me letters her letters first were really beautiful mm-hmm. because I was her daughter's favorite gymnast. She had posters of me on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so then she was sending me So were you letters. like like Olympic level? I was gymnast. nationally ranked. Nationally yeah. ranked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was sending me letters with like 
statistic on teenage pregnancies and all of these things. And it's like, okay, really well, didn't need to four. see that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, thanks. You're like, I'm one of those numbers now. Thank right. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but what was amazing to me, and this was maybe about six, seven years ago, I was speaking at an event and I came off the stage and this woman came up to me and she said, you don't remember me, do you? Mm-hmm. I said, no. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like crying. And she said, she said her name. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I've gotten a few letters from you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she said, I, I want to apologize, but I know I'm sorry is not enough. Mm. And she said, I need to tell you my story and what's happened and why I started sending you these letters. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that was sending me the hate mail. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what I ended up telling her, though, that I think was a very freeing moment for mm-hmm. me is I told her, thank you. Mm. Because I said, you were the fuel that really propelled me forward. Mm -hmm. However, now I've recognized just from this conversation, Mm -hmm. I don't have to prove anything to you. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I recognize that a lot of my, I'm going to prove you wrong, I'm going to prove you wrong. I don't owe you that. Right. Right. You don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm letting you go. Mm -hmm. I'm letting this go Mm -hmm. so that I can move in where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was a freeing moment for yeah. me, but it was definitely a full circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so, I, I think that it's so intense because I do think there's this, there's this fine line because I, I feel like when you are faced with adversity or you're faced with someone and you're, and just like you said, you're trying to prove them wrong, that is that fuel and it is what motivates you a lot of times. But at the same time, that same motivation, that same intense drive can destroy you. Absolutely. Because when you finally, you ne- maybe you never feel like you got there. Maybe yeah. you're still fighting this ghost of this person who mm-hmm. obviously at this point in life, mm-hmm. like was more about her mm-hmm. than oh, it was yeah. ever about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it's such a mature and like amazing growth moment to say, mm-hmm. I can let this go. I can appreciate it for what yeah. it was. Yeah. Even though it was really hard, but mm-hmm. I can also let it go and know that I am better than fighting this invisible fight that I'm right. trying to fight. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's and amazing. I think it was also eye-opening for me because I recognize I never want to be that, yeah. right? I never want to be someone that takes my own situation, right. whatever that may be, mm-hmm. and project that on someone else. Right. And at the time, I'm 18 years old, right? <laughs> like, why am I the target for your frustration right. and what you're going through, mm-hmm. right? So it, it was really eye-opening for me to like, let me make sure I'm not doing this to anybody. Like, you know, of course I'm not sending hate mail out. Right. But let Who me has make time sure. for that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, man. But yeah, just like really thinking, like making sure that I'm working through mm. my mess, right? right? And resolving my mess and not projecting it on mm. others to cause mm. these things for other people. But yeah, so long story to answer your question. No, no, I, was, I love that. <laughs> no, I mean, this gives so much, this gives so much scope for where you're at now Mm -hmm. and so much understanding for your drive and like who you are as a person and 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 your husband your Mm -hmm. partner like Mm -hmm. that's sure he was going through a very similar situation right along with you for you guys to you know have weathered all of that Mm -hmm. and several degrees and kids later like that is a testament to your commitment level and who you are. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely not easy yeah. going through life, period, for mm-hmm. anyone. Sure, right. um, so I think it's important to have someone to go through life with, mm-hmm. um, whoever that may be, right? right? You know, if it's a marriage, if it's a friend, if it's a partner, whatever it may be, but having someone 
right. um, to share a journey with is so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. But yeah, it is. I mean, definitely each piece of my journey mm-hmm. feeds into another. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even my organizational leadership, my doctorate that I got at the end of 2020, for me, I'm really passionate about leadership. Yeah. I'm really passionate about growing and developing people. But it's because of my journey, mm, right? Because right. of that moment when it was, okay, I'm not India the gymnast anymore. Who am I? What mm-hmm. is my purpose? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And understanding for me, it was my purpose not tied to my skills. It's tied to my story. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that, then it was, what is my story? Right. Because for the longest time, people would ask me, so tell me your story. I would start from where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I graduated from NC State University yeah. and I've done this and this and this. It's like there are two decades before that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's really a lot of things that informed what happened yeah. later on. Yeah. And so you have a lot of people that'll come in that just meet you and immediately are like, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. You came in at the end of the movie. There were some things that happened here right, right. <laughs> that kind of add to that. Um, so that was, for me, it, it's, really, it's really telling that each moment of your journey kind of leads mm-hmm. to the next. And I used to love and still do. I love stories. So mm-hmm. I love watching people kind of recap their life. So whether it's like with a football life mm-hmm. or 30 for 30 or unsung and all of these shows that really have people unpacking their life. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And But it, for a long time, it was just I liked seeing it. But I was like, I probably need to do that for my own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unpack it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's a lot there. But in doing that, I really learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of led you to your next big thing with your sister, which is mm-hmm. your E2 Elite Enterprises. So talk a little bit about that, like what mm-hmm. the premise of that is. And you had a great story about your nephew that I would love for you to share with people that kind of explains a little bit more of what you guys mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. To me, I think this business is so meaningful to mm-hmm. both me and my sister mm-hmm. because of our journey as sisters, mm-hmm. right? Now, does um, her name start with an E as well? It does. Okay. Um, is that the E2? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just got that. Yeah. What's her name? Her name's Edie. Edie. Um, okay, it's okay. interesting in my family. It's two girls, two boys. And both boys have the same initials. Both girls okay. have the same initials. Mm-hmm. Um, so E.D. is us and then W.J. Yeah. Or my brothers. My dad's name is W.J. So okay. that works. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so growing up, I always looked up to my sister. Mm-hmm. Always looked up to my sister. But I was a baby sister, so um, she got me with a lot of the, let's play Cinderella, and Mm. that means you clean up, and (laughs) I just watch. Um, So she got me with a lot of those. We know Uh, those stories. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I bet. Mm -hmm. I bet. (laughs) And it's interesting, because as we've gotten older, and I would say especially over the past probably 10 years, we've gotten extremely close. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's drawn us closer together is my mother— my mother's health, mm. honestly. Again, having someone to partner with on the journey, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but she and I have just grown so close with that. And what we realized is that a lot of the things that we're passionate about, it's the same. Mm. And mm-hmm. so the different things she was doing and I was doing, mm-hmm. it was like, we're kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And people would reach out because it started out with us doing event planning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was, hey, Edie India. Will you guys come and, you know, mm-hmm. and decorate for our wedding? Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be she also speaks at different conferences and events. I do mm-hmm. as well. 
So there's been events where we're decorating and speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One stop shop. That's right. Right? <laughs> and then in doing that enough, it was like, why don't we just do our own events? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, but then we we both have a very strong passion around growing and developing people. We have a strong passion about growing and developing women in particular. Mm-hmm. And so we've done women conferences. We've done all types of things together. But it's so rewarding mm-hmm. when it's your sister, yeah. right? Yeah. I know you guys can relate. <laughs> can we relate? Is it rewarding? <laughs> it's rewarding. Yeah. And infuriating yeah. all is. at the same it time. Yes. And, but I loved in your intro, as you talked about, because there is a coming out to the other side, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. That it is a grind. It's not easy. Oh, yeah. And it's not all sweet. And, mm. and it's, there's, it's hard. There's still a lot of it's grinding. It's hard work. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I think it's even more so because who you're partnered with, mm-hmm. you ha- you are so invested in, oh, right? Yeah. Like, that's forever my sister, forever yeah. my sister. Mm-hmm. And never would I want her to fall for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm working 10 times hard and she's doing the same. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But in the end, it's so rewarding to have that. I love that. With our business, there's many different avenues that mm-hmm. we're taking because there's a lot of things that we see we can do mm-hmm. um, and that different gaps. And because I believe that organizations and businesses are here to solve problems, right? right. And there are a lot of problems in the yeah. world. There are a lot of gaps in the world that we can fill, help mm-hmm. to fill. And for us, when we were raised, we were raised about a spirit of excellence, having that spirit mm-hmm. of excellence in everything you do. And so we really want everyone to be able to experience this elite living, right? Mm-hmm. Where you fit, you have that feel. There was an event that my sister was doing with the middle school and it was middle school girls. There's about 700 of them. And we decorated and we decorated very beautifully, very elegant, mm-hmm. very luxurious looking. But these middle school girls, a lot of them come from very under-resourced areas. Mm-hmm. And I sat at a table with a group of girls and the girl was sitting beside me was shaking. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I can't believe you sat beside me. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> And she was like, I heard you speak and I just can't believe you, you chose to sit beside me. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm excited to sit beside yeah. you. Like, do you know who you are? Like, right. you know? <laughs> but she, she sat and she was, she was so, inspirational to mm-hmm. me just hearing her story and yeah. all that she's already overcome she was in seventh grade right yeah but if just everything she had overcome mm-hmm. unbelievable wow. and she was looking at it as I've gone through this you know I was abused I was molested I mm-hmm. was this and she was like I've been through all this so I'm worthless yeah mm-hmm. like oh no mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. You're still here. You're right. still standing. Yeah. Yeah. You went through this. Someone abused you. Someone molested you. Mm-hmm. It didn't break you. You're still here. Right. You are the most powerful being in this room mm-hmm. right now. I am honored to sit beside you today. Yeah. And so from like those experiences to me, yeah. that's what life's about. Right. Yes, I'm segment CFO and blue Bar- <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Right. I love it. And I love ex- Microsoft Excel, can sit beside spreadsheets all day. Mm. That moment for mm-hmm. me, and that was years ago, yeah. it stays with me. Yeah. yeah. And we sat there and she was, and it was funny because she was not wanting to put any food on her plate. Mm. And she was like, I want to take this home so that my family can have plates mm. to eat off because we don't really have plates at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Amazon.com, what's your address? <laughs> like, are you serious <laughs> right plates. now? Here's my plate and you can get something to eat. Like, you're just not. 
But it's just, it's it, there's yeah. so many pockets yeah. of need. Yeah. So many pockets of need. Mm-hmm. And so that's where for us right now, we're in a point in our business where it's like, we see all these pockets and we want to fill as many as right. we can. Mm-hmm. But as you guys know, starting out a business, it's better to kind of start very refined and build out. Yeah. So we're definitely still doing some event planning. Mm-hmm. Definitely leadership is a passion of both of ours. Mm-hmm. And we're doing different conferences and seminars with leadership development. But with my nephew is an example mm-hmm. of where we're investing in the community and in businesses, small mm-hmm. businesses, no matter how young, because right now we're really focused on some of the young entrepreneurs yeah. that really want to build their businesses. And he's one that is an amazing story in and of mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Um, but being able to feed into him and help him along the journey of building his business, anything that my sister and I can do to help him grow and help him get connected with the right people, that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So my nephew was in a car accident a few years ago. And it was a very serious accident. He almost mm-hmm. lost his life. Mm-hmm. Um, the accident happened to happen on my birthday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that call was yeah. very hard. Yeah. But yes, he he I got the call that he had been in an accident. He was a senior entering into his senior year in high school. He was a football player, star football mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. And so you get the call that he's been in an accident. And of course you're thinking, okay, right. you know fender bender type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was actually at lunch with my husband. He had Mm -hmm. taken off work to take me out to lunch. And we were sitting there and I got the call and I was like, Daniel's in an accident. We got (laughs) to. So we ended up going to a hospital and the whole way my husband's just trying to keep me calm. Like, you know, probably maybe he broke his leg and, you know, but he can get better and you can help him because you've been injured. You're an athlete, you know, and and my husband's an athlete. He was like, we can help him. We just keep motivated and stuff. And we get to the hospital. The lobby was packed mm. with students. Oh. The students basically left the school, walked across the street to the emergency room. It was packed. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought me to the room where the family was. The doctor came in. And in my mind, I'm still thinking, maybe broken leg, something like that. Yeah. And the doctor was like, yeah, we're trying to, right now we're breathing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure blood's getting to his brain. And I was not ready for that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So completely broke down. But long story short, he was in a medically induced coma for three weeks. Mm. He came out of it. Mm. He ended up playing football that next That's season. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he was so determined yeah. and so motivated, and that's what drove him. Mm-hmm. He is in college right now, and he has his own business. Mm-hmm. His business is called Me, Motivated and Empowered. Mm-hmm. And he speaks at events, and he is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I was talking to my sister the other day, and I was like, I have videos of him speaking before the accident. Mm-hmm. And he he's always been a great speaker, but he was very shy and kind of. But to hear him now, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, um, mm-hmm. because it's he's been through it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. And I, we, I used to talk to a group at church where I'm like, we say, yay, though I walk through the valley of the mm-hmm. shadow of death. Mm-hmm. He walked it, mm-hmm. right? right? He was there. And so for him now, when he says that, it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's a different level of intensity mm-hmm. when you've been through something like that and come out the other mm-hmm. side. And so I love the fact that he's using one, the most traumatic event in his life, using it to help mm-hmm. others and to help others grow. He has a scholarship mm-hmm. that he's done for students where students who have been through 
traumatic situations and are looking to use that as motivation. Mm -hmm. And so it's just looking at how the ripple effects Mm -hmm. work. And so for our business, that's what we're looking for, those ripples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where can we find those pockets of need, Mm -hmm. throw that stone in so the ripples Mm -hmm. can go. I love that. And it probably, honestly, like even I wouldn't say being pregnant 18 was traumatic, but obviously very hard. And you talked mm-hmm. about how you didn't really tell that story for a long time mm-hmm. and how you really embraced that trauma mm-hmm. and turned mm-hmm. it immediately into mm-hmm. something. And it makes you mm-hmm. wonder like, what would have, what would, would you, how different your journey would have been mm-hmm. if that was what you always, if that was always your story, right. it was always what you, right. that you embraced and that you claimed, you well, know? Cause I yeah. think sometimes like when you, I, I don't know the cause of the accident, if it was his fault, not his fault or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, again, like being pregnant at 18, mm-hmm. there's a some level of shame involved mm-hmm. in that. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who hide mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. and it's a real detriment, mm-hmm. right? To their growth, both personally and for mm-hmm. other people, like Absolutely. thinking about using that story and how it affects, normalizes it, Absolutely. right? Because we're all, we all have our things. Absolutely. Everybody does. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's really amazing. I, um, it's interesting in 2019, I believe it was, I won Working Mother of the Year mm-hmm. at Blue Cross. And to me, that meant the yeah. world, right? Because being pregnant at 18, you're, you know, immediately, oh, no, you are a statistic. You're not going right. to be. Mm-hmm. You, you, this is what you're going to be, and this is what your child's going to be. I mean, someone be. took the time to mail yes, you that information, right, so exactly. clearly you must have been. <laughs> they yeah. gave me the data. The data was the right there. <laughs> yes. And so for me, it was like that meant so much to me. Yeah. But it was also a realization that if people don't know why, mm-hmm. people don't know those chapters mm-hmm. of my life that I was truncating, yeah, then they wouldn't understand the meaning of that. And so yeah. that for me was also a place where it was like, no, I have to own my full story, yeah, mm-hmm. right? I have to own the good and the bad. I have to own all of it, mm-hmm. right? To say this is who I am as a whole. And this is what I've done with what I have. Mm-hmm. And so that to me, it means it means the world yeah. to really be able to own your full story. Because even, and I'll also show you, even after getting my doctorate, I had to realize you got to own the good too. Mm-hmm. Someone had to come to me and say, you never updated your email signature. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm the same India. It's okay. I don't yeah. want to, you know. Yeah. And I had a leader come to me and tell me, don't shrink. Mm-hmm. Stop shrinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Own your space. And this leader has been so transformational for me. Her name's Fran Gary. But she was telling me, don't shrink. Mm -hmm. Do not do that. And she Mm -hmm. said, every time I introduce you, I'm introducing you as Dr. India Pear. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And so I put it on my email signature and I kind of braced myself because I would see different articles of where people would go through all types of things. Women would go through all types of things when, oh, no, you're not a real doctor, Dr. Biden, right? Like. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) as if it's not a lot of work, right? right. Uh Um, And so I put it on my email signature and the number of people that have reached out to me Mm -hmm. to say, wow, you know, one, didn't know you were even in school, right? Right. (laughs) But for you to have done that and still be so cool and easy to talk to, Mm -hmm. like, can I talk to you and find out how you did it? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but it's opened the door for me to help other people realize that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's owning the full story, again, the yeah, good and the bad. Because that was bad. one I was like, eh, I don't know if I really need to, you know. Right. But no, it, it's important mm-hmm. that people realize that it's possible. And I think that's probably a theme 
within my family, not mm-hmm. just with me, but even as I think about things with my mother, with my nephew, with my sister, mm-hmm. with my brother, with my dad, with everyone, it's redefining what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I mean, even now, like whenever someone comes up and they'll make give us the compliment about something and you just, you, you can never accept yeah. it. You're just yeah. like, oh, it's just no big deal. Yeah. It's fine. And there's times I want to be like, you know what? I'm really proud that yes, we did this. And absolutely. you're right. Like, I appreciate you recognizing the fact that that we're working yeah. an ass right now, right, you know? Right, but you exactly. just, it's just, it's like you're taught at such yeah. a young age to shrink yourself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to not be egotistical mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. And, it, and it's labeled as being a narcissist or yeah, something. You're like, yeah. well, that's not really being a narcissist. Exactly, that's exactly. Being proud of who you are. Yeah. You know, so. Because mm-hmm. I think too that it's so important that, especially when you're talking about like embracing that whole story and like seeing it kind of like as a linear like mm-hmm. a graph or whatnot, mm-hmm. it gives other people mm-hmm. power Absolutely. and empowers other people to say, wow, like I was yes. in this similar situation yes. and this doesn't have to be what right. defines me. Right. It doesn't have to be exactly. the end. Like it's all possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you don't show what's possible, you're like, oh, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Like I exactly. did that. I went through it. Exactly. We all have our thing, blah, right. blah, blah. You exactly. know, that it just belittles not only you to yourself, but also it doesn't empower the other person You're who's exactly learning right. that story. You're exactly you. right. It robs them that it opportunity. Them mm-hmm. Of know? their possibilities. Yeah. People will be what they see. Yeah. And if they don't see anything different, if you don't show them something mm-hmm. different, then it's you can be speaking to an 18-year-old who's carrying a child and they're thinking, hey, I got the data too. This is what <laughs> it is. And it's like, no, it's not. You can I got this in the mail. Right. Exactly. <laughs> don't know where it came I know. from. It's like, no, that doesn't have to be, yeah, right? Yeah. You define it. What do you want? Go after it. If yeah. you're willing to work and you're willing to make the sacrifices you need to make to get there, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. And that's where, you know, again, those are those pockets where it's mm-hmm. like, I can actually reach out, grab your hand and help you on this journey. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I love, I love this quote from um, Executive Women's Day that you made. And it says, you can close that window and you can close every door in this place, but Mm. it's not going to stop me because my dreams are too big to be contained in one building. You Mm. didn't create me. So you can't confine me. You didn't design me. So you can't deny me. Mm. Yeah. That is interesting that there is actually a children's movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know why my family watches movies with me. It doesn't take much for me to get like stirred up and just go on a rant. (laughs) But we were watching the movie and the little girl was singing a song mm-hmm. and the song I think is called the square root of impossible or something like okay. that. The square root of possible. And so she was singing the song and those like her, the lyrics of this song was you can close the windows, you can lock the doors, but I'll take off the roof and then I will soar. Mm. And I was like, did y'all just hear that? <laughs> like, pause like, we're the movie. The movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, pause the movie. Did y'all just hear? I'm literally standing in front of the TV. Did you hear what she just sang? And everyone's like, please sit down, mom. Please <laughs> sit down. But it, it was just so inspirational mm-hmm. to me because mm-hmm. of the fact I have faced those mm-hmm. closed windows and those locked doors. Mm-hmm. And, and in those moments, you're thinking, I'm not going to get in the room, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to get there. We we always talk about this glass ceiling. There's no way I can get through the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know it's possible, then you will shrink. Mm-hmm. And you'll fall back from that moment. And just as we were just talking about, you're robbing yeah. someone the opportunity to see that it is possible to break 
through the roof. Take mm-hmm. the roof off. Right. Why do we need a roof? It's right. beautiful outside, yeah. right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was just so powerful to mm-hmm. me. And I just, I, I still rely on that. There's so many quotations that to me I rely on mm-hmm. in different times, but that's one that really stays with me mm-hmm. because it, it does defy what mm-hmm. people say, what the boundaries and limitations that people mm-hmm. try to put yeah. on you. No, I'm not accepting that. Yeah. You can have it, but I'm not accepting it. <laughs> right. Oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know. Well, is there anything that's like coming down the pipeline that you want to share with our listeners or where they can reach they out? Can like if they want you. to do coaching yeah. or mentoring with you or. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. I would, well, I say LinkedIn um, just because that's one I'm probably on the most yeah. and I get a lot of messages through there, even more so than any other way, mm-hmm. actually. But we are, uh, my sister and I, and I'll keep you guys posted as well. Um, We are looking to do an official launch this year of our business. Um, So I'll definitely keep you posted on that and just how to reach out to us there. But for now, LinkedIn, you can reach me. It's probably the best. That's probably the one I'm keeping up with the most. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Absolutely. Amazing. I have so many Things. We got in the car. We're like, where, where, what direction is this going? <laughs> I'm loving where it went. I'm loving where it went. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for gathering us a day to talk about the hustle. For our episode with Dr. India, we are drinking a dirty martini, our favorites. We hope you'll get the chance to make it this week and cheers to working through your mess. To learn more and connect with Dr. India Perry, you can find her on LinkedIn or email her at india.perry at bcbsnc.com. And to learn more about our hustles, you can check us out on the gram at CND Events, at the Bradford NC, and at Hustle and Gather. If you're interested in our speaking, training, or consulting, please look us up at hustleandgather.com. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we'll talk to you next time on Hustle and Gather.